The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to It Could Happen Here. I'm Andrew of the YouTube channel Andrewism, and I'm here with. Oh, it's me. It's Christopher. Yeah, we're we're, we're doing what we're, we're we're doing another episode of me and Andrew. Yeah, we've seized the pod once again. It is too early in the morning for anyone else to be here. <laughs> which gives us ultimate power but too early in the morning I, I by the way it's it's 11 pacific time but yeah there is there there is no prayer of anyone else being around for this so we are now in control here <laughs> yes we're, we're, we're doing we're 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 doing the maniacal laughs we're doing the <laughs> podcast <laughs> we're doing the podcast welcome welcome uh we want to finish the story, the soldier's story, that is Kuasi Balagoon's life and legacy. Um, where we last left off, as part of the New York City Panther 21 trials, Kuasi was put in jail. Um, at the same time, he was also developing his 
political um, identity in a way and recognizing some of the issues he was having with the Black Panther Party and particularly after the East Coast-West Coast split that occurred. Kwasi, as we, as we covered last time, was born Donald Reams, but took on the identity of Kwasi Balagoon due to his recognition of his Africanness, of his self, um, through his experience in the army, through his experience in London, connecting with the Black Diaspora, and through his connections with the Yoruba Temple. And so Balagoon, alongside that, that personal recognition and political recognition of his anti-authoritarian politics, also comes to see himself as someone who is at war with the state. And as such, once in jail, he sees himself as a political prisoner, as a prisoner of war. While in prison, the Panther 21 were incarcerated in a variety of jails in different boroughs of New York City. But Balagoon, Lumumba Shakur, and another defendant, Kwando Kinshasa, they were all incarcerated at the Queen's House of Detention, and they organized an uprising that took seven hostages, including a captain, five correctional officers, and a black cook, holding them from October 1st to 5th, 1970. The slogan of the multi-ethnic takeover, which, by the way, is pretty unheard of in prisons, where black, Latino, and white inmates come together. Um, their slogan was all power to the people, free all oppressed people. And so their primary demand was for speedier trials. And in this process, Balgoon again developing his anti-authoritarian politics, slowly, you know, crewing towards what he would come to define himself as, decided not to play a vanguard role in this uh, decision-making process in this uprising. Even before he formally declared his commitment to anti-authoritarian politics, his primary concern was consensus for all inmates in decision-making, including access to food being brought from the outside. And so that sort of consensus process also helped build, you know, his identity. The prisoners, they formed committees to coordinate the uprisings, and they agreed to release two hostages, the black cook and one of the prison guards, as a sign of good faith. Eventually, they had to release all of the hostages, and they also suffered abuse and charges from the uprising. It was sort of a failure. But Kwasi didn't see it that way. While he was disappointed by the outcome, he believed that the power the inmates felt by holding the state at bay for that, you know, limited moment was a valuable experience. It was a learning experience. As an organizer, he saw the uprising as growing pains to those who believed that oppressed people would rise up and seek justice. So as we can see that even with losses, there are lessons to be learned. And this isn't unique to just this one moment in history. In fact, we can apply it to more recent events, such as with the George Floyd uprisings of 2020. It's easy to be nihilistic. No, nihilistic probably isn't the best. You should say cynical and say that, oh, well, the uprising was a failure. Millions of people got up and protested and nothing came out of it, really. And yet, that in combination with the coronavirus pandemic brought people together to establish programs of mutual aid to get involved in organizations in their local situation, to connect with 
people to radicalize themselves and radicalize others. It was not a loss, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's, th- there's an extent to which, even if it's extremely hard to tell in the moment, there's, there's this way in which like, participating in something like that just sort of permanently changes you. And and I, mean, I think I think also in in the sort of context of the prison uprisings, right? Like this is like th- this is by no means like the last prison uprising that's going to happen in this era. And so I think like I don't know. I, it, it, it seems like one of those moments where it's like in in the moment it's like oh we failed, things look bad. But like when in the sort of like broader historical sweep, it's like no, this was like an early uprising in. A period that is going to be sort of like an early domino yeah 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 and and i think that's something that can be really hard to like like especially in the moment it can be really hard to sort of like see that because it's really easy to sort of like look narrowly at what your one struggle is doing and then you know but yeah if, if, if you have this sort of like you know if, if you have the ability to sort of like see back through history you can watch how stuff like this just sort of like has this massive effect on consciousness in a way that the people in it even have a lot have a hard time seeing yeah and so and that's why like i'm emphasizing the first part it's really important to develop this perspective and to study our history you know our radical history so we could learn um we could both you know put things into focus, into perspective, and also look at the specifics of how things played out. So after Balagoon's experience in the Panther Party and the repression of the New York chapter, he realized that the party was being turned away from its grassroots organizing of the black masses and the issues that affected them most, the daily survival, the housing, the education, police abuse. He realized the state was using it's in carceral system as a tactic by rounding up these organizers, by infiltrating the party, by charging people these high bills and such. It turned the party focus away from liberation to fundraising for legal defense. And so he realized he could not continue, the fight could not continue on this front, that he needed to survive and contribute underground to build a black liberation army as a clandestine freedom fight fighter. As you may recall from the previous episode, Balgoon was severed from the case of 13 of those who had been arrested originally to face charges in New Jersey. And after the acquittal of most of his comrades, Balgoon que- pleaded guilty to the charge that he and an unidentified person did attempt to shoot police officers, making him the only one of the 21 original defendants to be convicted. However, on September 12, 1973, Balagoon would escape from the New Jersey's railway prison shortly after his conviction for armed robbery in New Jersey. And then eight months after his escape on May 5th, 1974, he was again captured, trying to assist a fellow Panther Party member and defendant, Richard Harris, from escaping custody. They were both apprehended after being wounded in a gun battle with correctional and police officers. And so... What I find interesting about that, he risked being recaptured so he could free Harris. And that's solidarity right there. He yeah. was so willing to sacrifice himself to help his comrades. Yeah. That's admirable levels of commitment. And even though he was imprisoned 
and was disillusioned with the Panther Party. It never discouraged his involvement or commitment to revolution. While incarcerated, he began to explore anarchist politics. He received and studied literature from solidarity groups like the Anarchist Black Cross, which is an anti-authoritarian organization that provides material and legal support to political prisoners. And I remember when I was reading this, I recognized that name, Anarchist Black Cross, the AVC. I know that because they also helped Lorenzo Cambo Irvin to be released from jail. They also provided him materials when he was incarcerated. And so, <laughs> kudos to them for that, you know, helping to connect these people and connect these ideas. Yeah, and the, and the Anarchist Black Cross, if I'm remembering my history right, like has a really, really long history of doing this, going back to like, I mean, I, 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 know, I know they were negotiating like the releases of like political prisoners and the Bolsheviks. Oh, damn. I didn't know they went that far, that far yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm remembering... And that just goes to show, you might not see yourself as doing anything that meaningful, or oh, I'm just sending books to prisoners. In reality, you're building foundations, you're, and you know, the people who you influence can go on to influence so many more. So many others. So anarchism ended up providing Balagoon with a, a great analytical lens to sum up his critique of his experiences in the Panther Party. When he looked at, you know, the works of like Emma Goldman and others and applied them to the Black liberation struggle, he began to ask questions about how his comrades were going about revolution. How, by allowing these hierarchies to develop in their organizations, they had weakened their resolve and their fighting capacity. It's like, as he says, um, the cadre accepted their command regardless of what their intellect had or had not made clear to them. The true democratic process, which they were willing to die for for the sake of their children, they would not claim for themselves. So what Balagun wanted was a democratic process that would be established from today. Not that you would have a certain system now and then you would wait until after the revolution to set up a different system. It's like that whole connection of means and ends that, you know, anarchists keep going on about. Yeah. He realized that they needed this democratic process to unleash the revolutionary potential of the masses and not make them prey to new oppressors. The only way to make a dictatorship of the proletariat is to elevate everyone, to deflate all the advantages of power. And only an anarchist revolution has that on its agenda. One of his inspirations was a fellow clandestine freedom fighter, that being Italian anarchist Enrico Malatesta, who exhorted that revolutionary struggle consists more of deeds than words. He read a lot of different political figures and radical anarchists, but especially those involved in insurrection, especially those like Enrico Malatesta, who is also one of my personal favorites. So when reading that, I found that to be a a fun connection. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is. I see why um why, why Zoe Baker likes him so much. <laughs> yeah. Another influence of his was the Spanish revolutionary Jose Buenaventura Doruti Dumas, who organized the anarchist guerrilla movement Los Justeros, the Avenging Ones. Like their name, Los Justiceros, 
uh, were thought to be involved in political assassinations against, you know, repression and guerrilla raids on the military forces of the Spanish dictatorship. So people like Italian exile Severino di Giovanni and other anarchists like Sacco and Vincenti. So Di Giovanni was known for his campaign of bombing as armed propaganda in solidarity with executed anarchists Sacco and Vincenti. Durutti and Giovanni both engaged in expropriation of capitalist institutions as a means of supporting the revolutionary movement. And keep that point in mind, expropriation of capitalist institutions. To quote Mickey Mouse, it's a surprise tool that'll help us later. All right? <laughs> another influence was, of course, Emma Goldman, who was another advocate of revolutionary armed struggle, who supported her comrade Alexander Berkman to assassinate a wealthy industrialist, who believed in free love, which really resonated with Balagoon because I'm not sure if I've mentioned it in the previous part or not, but Balagoon was an openly bisexual man in the 1970s, 1960s, 1970s. And so that commitment to free love that Emma Goldman had really resonated with him. Balagoon also recognized and continues to recognize that black people in the United States were an internal colony of the U.S. And so the black liberation struggle as a national liberation movement. So we began to identify with the New African Independence Movement. The Provisional Government of the Republic of New Africa, the PGRNA, uh, was founded in 1968, March 1968, at a conference of 500 black nationalists who declared their independence from the U.S. and demanded five states in the Deep South, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, as reparations for the enslavement and racial oppression of black people. New Africa was designated the name of this new free nation. And at this time, Balagoon began to ideologically unite the political objective of the PGRNA for independence um, and, and took on New African as his national identity. As he says, the U.S. has no right to confine New African people to red-lined reservations, that we have a right to live on our own terms on a common land and to govern ourselves free of occupational forces such as the police, National Guard, or GIs that have invaded our colonies from time to time. We have a right to control our own economy, print our own money, trade, and other nation, trade with other nations. We have a right to control our educational institutions and systems where children will not be indoctrinated by aliens to suffer the destructive designs of the U.S. government. His position for black self-determination was also combined with an anti-capitalist perspective. The new Africans would enter workforce where they're not excluded by design and where the wages are not controlled by the ruling class and their wealth. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number 5 casinocom High Five Casino. 
Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. So I think this distinct self-expression is very important because it was a key aspect of his political journey and how he saw himself. Um, the Afrofuturist abolitionists of the Americas, which is a black anarchic radical collective based in the US, um, they coined the term, I believe, black anarchic radical in order to group and account for the different anarchic identities that, that black people have, have identified as. So you have anarchatas, you have um, black anarchists, you have new African anarchists, and then people who just go by bars. And so at this time, I think um, as a new African anarchist, Balagoon was definitely 
ideologically set apart from the black Marxist-Leninists and revolutionary nationalists of the time who wanted to seize state power for the, from the white power structure of the U.S. And he still desired, you know, a land for black people to achieve self-determination. Even as an anarchist, he wanted a space for black people to build a society based on anti-authoritarianism and freedom. I believe he was really unique at that time in that regard. Like other bars, he also recognized the importance of national liberation, like Ashanti Alston. He began to recruit soldiers for the Black Liberation Army and converts of anti-authoritarian and new African politics. While in Trenton State Prison in New Jersey, he formed a political study group with Black Liberation Army members and Black Panther Party members and started to shift their perspectives on anti-authoritarian politics. And so that political education behind bars became the main vehicle of recruitment into the BLA. Another member of the BLA was Ojori Utalo. Another fairly, I would say, somewhat obscure, um, but still iconic black anarchist. And when he was providing his testimony concerning Balagoon's influence on his transition from Marxist-Leninism to anti-authoritarian thinking, he said, In 1975, I became disillusioned with Marxism and became an anarchist, thanks to Kwasi Balagoon, due to the inactiveness and ineffectiveness of Marxist-Leninism in, community, in our communities, along with the repressive bureaucracy that came with it. People are not going to commit themselves to a life and death struggle just because of grand ideas someone might have floating around their heads. I feel people will commit themselves to a struggle if they can see progress being made similar to the progress of anarchist collectors in Spain during the era of the fascists. Like his teacher and comrade, Udori Lutalo identified himself as a new African anarchist prisoner of war. Balgun would escape again from Rahway State Prison in New Jersey on May 27, 1978 and rejoin a clandestine network of BLA soldiers in alliance with white radicals in solidarity with the Black Liberation Movement. This ideologically diverse network of insurgent militants were known as the Revolutionary Armed Task Force, or RATF. And so it was a strategic alliance under leadership of the Black Liberation Army that consisted of people of all sorts of different identities. You had Muslims and revolutionary nationalists and anti-imperialists and communists. And Balagun was one of the few, if not the only, anarchist in this whole organization. And so even though he was critical of Marxism and nationalism, he decided to join the comrades he loved and trusted in a common front against white supremacy, capitalism, and imperialism. Me personally, um, and I have a video on my YouTube channel about it, I am not a left unity advocate, never have been. However, like I say in the video, um, you know, there's still solidarity to be had on certain topics and certain issues. And an important aspect, an important component of solidarity is trust. And so Balagoon clearly had trust in these comrades in order to work with them. You know, it can't just be this broad sweeping thing you see, oh, well, unity, solidarity, unity, solidarity, and there's nothing to back it up. There's no sort of connections or bonds to show for it. And of course, he did have, you know, political friction while in the 
RATF, his comrades, he saw his comrades as a bit rigid, a bit too rigid in their views while he considered himself a free spirit. And his comrades, um, despite their ideological differences and his sexual orientation, still respected him because of his commitment to revolutionary struggle, because of his history of sacrifices. And so the Black Liberation Army and the RATF continued to carry out the clandestine work of armed propaganda, of expropriations of resources for capitalist financial institutions, and for assisting comrades in escaping from incarceration. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. 
Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At this time, there was an increase in white supremacist paramilitary activity, including the Ku Klux Klan, including the KKK. And so the RATF as an alliance helped to, the whites in that organization helped to gather intelligence on these right-wing white supremacist activities and their connections with the U.S. military, while they also engaged in expropriations to obtain resources so they could build the capacity to resist the white supremacist groups. Because these violent acts that the KKK and these other right-wing groups were doing in the late 1970s and early 1980s, they were murdering black children, black youth in Atlanta, black women in Boston and in, ba- in Alabama. And so they were committed and organized in doing something about it. Militant commitment to doing something about it. The RATF also um, were involved with the escape of Asata Shakur, one of the most iconic of the Panthers, and also the attempted Brinks expropriation in Nyack, New York. Shakur was wounded and paralyzed from a shootout that they had with the New Jersey State Troopers and had to escape the scene. And as a someone considered the soul of the BLA, by the FBI, her capture was seen as a very significant event. And even though she never fired a gun, even though she was paralyzed, she was convicted for the murder of two state troopers who were killed in the shootout. And so she was sentenced to life plus 65 years. However, Odinga, Balagoon, and two white allies, as a armed group facilitated the escape of Shakur from Clinton Correctional Institution for Women in New Jersey on November 2nd, 1979. And I believe she's still in Cuba to this day. At the same time, the Black Liberation Army was also trying to expropriate $1.6 million from a Brinks armed truck in New York City on October 20th, 1981. And in the exchange of fire that resulted from that attempt, one brings security guard and two police officers who were killed. And three white radicals and one black man were also captured. Eventually, although he was laying low in New York City in a Manhattan apartment, the Joint Terrorist Task Force did eventually apprehend Balagoon. And so, once again, he found himself in prison. But they did manage to successfully expropriate some funds from financial institutions going back to like 1976. And those funds that they were able to take were utilized to support the development of an underground infrastructure, to support families of political prisoners, to support political activities and institutions for the Black Liberation Movement, and general freedom struggles on the African continent. That is solidarity. After his capture as a new African anarchist prisoner of war for the third time, Kwasi spoke out to the movement for the first time. 
again, identifying himself as a new African anarchist. He spoke to the public about his politics and wanted to make his intentions clear. He acted as his own attorney in the Rockland County trial where he was charged with the armed robbery and the murders of the Brinks Garden police officers. And so he wanted to make an opening statement. And so it went as follows. I am a prisoner of war. I reject the crap about me being a defendant and I do not recognize the legitimacy of this court. The term defendant applies to someone involved in a criminal matter. It is clear that I've been a part of the Black Liberation Movement all of my adult life and I've been involved in a war against the American imperialist in order to free new African people from its yoke. He wanted it acknowledged that his armed actions were politically motivated to win national liberation, to eliminate capitalism, imperialism, and ultimately authoritarian forms of government. And, of course, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Yet he continued to speak to new African and black liberation forces and to anarchist gatherings through public statements. He advocated continuously for the building of an insurgent movement, the building of autonomous communities. At a Harlem rally for imprisoned New African freedom fighters, his statement was read that we must build a revolutionary political platform and a universal network of survival programs. In another statement, he said, where we live and work, we must organize on the ground level. The landlords must be contested through rent strikes. And rather than develop strategies to pay rent, we should develop strategies to take the buildings, set up communes in abandoned buildings, turn vacant lots into gardens. When our children grow out of clothes, we should have places we can take them, clearly marked anarchist clothing exchanges. We must learn construction and ways to take back our lives. He wanted to challenge people to move from a theory into practice, to define anarchy in the real world, to show the masses models of delivering war to the oppressors and of building a better way of life. Unfortunately, although he struggled long in prison and continuously advocated for the Black Liberation Movement, for the anarchist movement, he died in prison on December 13, 1986, due to complications related to AIDS. So although he's not in mainstream discourse, he's still recognized and respected in some Black New African anarchist and queer anarchist spaces um, because of his efforts in that time, because of his self-identity in that time. I spoke about him briefly in my video on Black anarchism and the research for that video is how I discovered him in the first place. And I was surprised that he wasn't spoken about so much considering his influence and his efforts and his... He was almost like, and I hate to do this to history, to do this kind of great man things history, but Devon was like a main character. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> like he was there for the New York Panther 21 trials. He was like dropping rats in Congress. He was facilitating the escape of Asata Shakur for crying out loud. He did so much in his short burst of freedom. Um, and... I can't help but respect that. He stood out most places he went. And I can't help but admire that. In 2005, the Malcolm X grassroots movement, which is a new African activist organization, declared its annual Black Orca celebration dedicated to Kwasi Balagoon. 
And they, in that celebration, they also highlighted the need for awareness of the AIDS virus in Africa and among the African diaspora. A couple of radical hip-hop artists, such as Dead Prez and Saeed Malik, have also mentioned Balagoon's name, but his name is still not commonly used enough. Not as much as other Black revolutionaries like Huey and Shakur and Mutulu Shakur. Anarchist collectives have also recognized him, have republished his works, um, have, you know, put his, his, his writings in newsletters and his trial statements and tributes. And yet, he's still not well recognized. The Quebec Collective Solidarity issued a collected works of Balagoon's trial statements, essays, poetry, and acknowledgments from comrades titled A Soldier's Story, which you can find in the Anarchist Library. And in fact, that soldier's story is where I drew from for uh, the script for this two-part podcast episode. I think that his efforts, oh, and not even to mention his sexual identity being a vehicle to challenge homophobia within the broader Black Liberation Movement because he showed himself to be committed to the cause and he exposed people who may not have otherwise been exposed to it. You know, the validity and the humanity in our queer comrades. He will forever remain remembered and saluted by certain revolutionary nationalists, radical anarchists, and queer liberation forces. He will forever be seen to me, as an iconic maroon. And I can only hope that this podcast helps his legacy to live on and encourages and motivates and strengthens the resolve of people to organize oppressed people, to build a revolutionary program, to challenge capitalism, to challenge racism, wherever they find themselves, no matter their circumstances. And that's about it. This has been a soldier's story, the life and legacy of Kwasi Balagoon. I'm your guest host for this episode of It Could Happen Here, Andrew of the YouTube channel Andrewism. Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash Andrewism, on patreon.com slash St. Drew, and on twitter.com slash underscore St. Drew. Yeah, this, this has been It Can Happen Here. Uh, you can find us at Happen Here Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's other cool zone stuff. You can find that too. And yeah, uh, dedicate your life to overthrowing capitalism and imperialism. All power to all the people. Peace. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails done. Outfit stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.